All right, lead heads, welcome back to the Nordic Components Talking Lead Podcast. This is episode 163, coming off the uh, great episode we had last week, 162, where we had the guys from VFOB and Team Never Quit, Casey and Tom, and we also had our sponsors, Frontier Tactical, Nate, and we had his uh, his buddy Kyle. Kyle is their new sales manager, I guess. Uh, Kyle, if I get your title wrong, I'm sorry, buddy. But uh, Kyle's awesome. Uh, he really knows his stuff, and uh, he's going to really help those guys launch to the next level. But uh, it was a great show, and since then, I have become a lifetime member of VFOB. And uh, in case you guys missed last week's episode, VFOB is acronym for Veterans Family of Brands. The Marcus Luttrell's involved with that. Of course, Casey, uh, Tom, our good buddy Ron Bellin with Reaper Outdoors. Listen to episode 162. You'll get the idea of what it is, but it's a great uh, organization concept that they've come up with uh, where veteran-owned businesses are getting together or businesses that are uh, very strong, heavy into veteran support. So you don't have to be a veteran to be a part of this organization, which is awesome. You can be a patriot. So uh, I'll go ahead and introduce our guest now. He's he's anxious to go ahead and start talking. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> uh, you guys know uh, I went to the Blade show this year. Uh, this is the first time that I've ever been to that show. But I've always kind of been, uh, you know, knives have been not really a passion like the guns have been, but I've been getting more and more into the knives, and uh, I want to learn more about them. So... I'm going to start making that a part of the show, and to kind of kick that off, I've got our good buddy, now our good buddy, we met him at Blade Show as well, Matt Williams with South Paul Knots. Welcome in, Matt. Hey, thanks for having me, Marty. Appreciate it, man. Absolutely, dude. Appreciate you taking the time. Uh, fresh off his vacation in Maine, is that where you went? Yeah, Maine. Uh, we went up the coast. Uh, Very cool. Much needed time off with the family. Yeah, nice and refreshed. They uh, they sent your ass back and they stayed, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Hey, Daddy's got to work. They liked it so much. They're uh, they're still there. That's but, right. Uh, Matt has a company. It's called South Paul Knots, and uh, as you might deduct from the name, uh, he's into paracord, and he does a lot of the um, the lanyards that you find on uh, some of the knives you've seen. Uh, a lot of the uh, the higher-end knives and some of the more popular posts use Matt for their services uh, when they're getting the, the lanyards put on their knives. And actually, I had mine done. Matt was at the SOE Tactical uh, event, yeah. um, what, three weeks ago? What is it now? I don't know. Yeah, but going on three weeks. Yeah, that, uh, going on three weeks. Yeah, John put on up there, and uh, Matt was there. And, uh, I mean, he was busier than a two-tailed cat in a room full of rocking chairs. <laughs> Yeah, John. Uh, John puts on a good show, good uh, good party. He was a, a great host. Uh, you're right. I was slammed the entire night. It was it was a good time, man. I was very busy. I got I finally got to meet uh, a lot of people that I've talked to on on Facebook and have become friends with on social media. Yeah. So that was that was a great time for me. But he does an excellent job. He's got all those cool little uh, little beads and brass things uh, that, oh, yeah. that you can. What do you call them? Uh, they're they're lanyard beads, just uh, lanyard beads, but they're lanyard. like cool. They're like helmets, and you had one that was a, a Hulk skull that was freaking yeah. awesome. Uh, I had uh, <laughs> I've got I've still got that. It was a Hulk, uh, a pewter Hulk skull or a head. Yeah, and um, a friend of mine Cerakoted it like a like a a matte finished lime green. It looks really cool. Yeah, like but, the like the color Hulk's supposed to be. But yeah, I yeah. want to call dibs on that for my next knife. You got it. 
That was uh, I wanted to put it on the one. So I got this knife from Mission 22 when I was up at Rock Castle for their uh, Mission 22 charity shoot. And uh, it was made of a railroad tie. This guy does, he makes knives out of those. And he had inscribed Mission 22 on there. And uh, I wanted to have a special uh, sheath made for it. And while Matt was there, I was like, you know, it'd be cool to get a cool lanyard for it too. So uh, he did a cool little uh, lanyard weave with, and we went with, we ended up going with the, um, which helmet did we go? The Viking helmet. I think we went with the Viking. Yeah, a cool looking Viking helmet. It's got like the big horn sticking on it and and whatnot. And then I gave it to Jeff at Leatherneck Tactical. And Jeff is in the process of making a a very cool Kydex uh, sheath for it. So I'm just waiting for him to get it back. Yeah, I can't say uh, enough good things about Jeff Blanton's work, man. He does everything from knives and wallets to uh, to guns. He does he he does all of. Oh, he's even got stuff. the the challenge coin holsters. Yes, yeah, he came out with that for just for the SOE party. That was that was very cool. I was I uh, missed the boat on those challenge coins. I I screwed up on that deal. Uh, I'm sure he'll uh, make more. Those will probably be a very popular item. But, uh, I hope so. Yeah, I thought those were really cool too. But yeah, yeah. Leatherneck Tactical. Another veteran-owned business. Business? Did I just say business? Business. <laughs> well, I'm up near Flint, so we can say business. It's early. We're, we're recording a lot <laughs> earlier than we normally do. Um, yeah. I've got to get ready to, to head out of town. By the time you guys hear this, I'll be back for my vacation, but I'm getting ready to head to Daytona, uh, Pepper and I, for a well-deserved R&R. So uh, uh, we'll talk about that. Probably we'll have some stories by the time I get back, but... Uh, we're recording a lot early, so our minds aren't working just yet, so bear with us. Right. I'm only one cup, one and a half cups of coffee in so far, so. There you go. I'm, I'm half my protein shake in. I'm hitting the gym after we get done. I, I usually go early in the morning, so. Oh, good, good. I got to do mine before work. Nordic Components is an American-owned manufacturing company proud to produce quality products right here in the USA. As a company, we continually invest in our manufacturing capabilities to ensure that all of our products are the highest quality and most efficiently produced parts available. The Nordic Components business consists of two segments, manufacturing and sales. Our manufacturing business works to provide custom machine components for a variety of applications with our specialty being firearm components. The sales business produces lines of branded firearm accessories to enhance and elevate the shooting experience. We are a company owned and operated by individuals devoted to shooting sports, and many of us shoot competitively. We attend and sponsor a number of events around the country each year where we listen to you, the consumer, and are proud to say that all of our firearm components are a direct result of your input. As a firearms accessory provider, our aim is simple. Provide shooting enthusiasts with innovative products of uncompromising performance and reliability. Nordic Components. Check us out at nordiccomp.com. We're going to talk uh, high-level knives today, like I was telling you guys. Kind of kick off the segment. At the at Blade Show, I ran into a lot of the bigger companies and some cool companies. Uh, I was telling you guys about the Zombie Tools did you meet those guys? I loved those guys, man. Um, I was awesome. walking. I was walking around with a fifth of Jameson, uh, <laughs> handing out handing out shots. Nice. Uh, uh, I had this cool, uh, like a shoulder pouch made, shoulder tote made to carry around a bottle. Uh, Sowers Customs did it for me. It was really cool. And uh, it was time for me to leave. And I, I was I was looking at all their stuff. So hey, you guys don't like Jameson, do you? <laughs> so I was like, I gotta get on a plane. You take this. You're like, you guys aren't are you? That's what you're saying, basically. Yeah, you guys aren't sissies. Um, 
they have awesome stuff, man. I was just showing my, my kids online uh, the other night, uh, a couple of their, their larger, I guess they're machete. They've they're got machete. swords. Yeah. I mean, they've got actual yeah. swords God, and machetes. and So cool. I got a spears. picture of those guys. They're, they're awesome. Yeah, it's very cool. So check them out. I'm 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 going to get those guys on. They were very interested in being on the show, and uh, uh, hopefully, I can get them on here in an upcoming episode. But they're in Montana, aren't they? Yeah, I think they're. Are they Mon- Are they Montana? Yeah, yeah, Missoula, Missoula. Another damn reason why I should have gone to Montana two weeks ago for the yep. uh, V Fob um, Expo. Yeah, I'm kicking myself in the pants for that. But. Um, I was on, speaking of VFOB, I was on, they've got a podcast also, and I was on their podcast yesterday, which I guess it'll, it'll air, uh, it'll be the week before this show. So it's the same week that I've got their episode up that the episode of theirs that I'll be on. But, uh, it's, I think it's just VFOB radio is what it's called. Um, but yeah, check it out. Left hand's, uh, one of my rare interviews that, that, uh, I get to do. Oh, that's cool, man. People don't have me on their show very often. <laughs> I don't get invited on other people's shows very often. I don't understand that. Uh, uh, that should say something about me, I guess. I don't know. But uh, I think I hear, yep, there it is, the jack wagon train. Gunny, bring that train in. Hoorah, simplified, do or die, hold them high at eight and nine. It is time for the talking lead jack wagon of the week, so brace yourself, baby. All right, Matt, so the train has stationed, and I think we're going to have several for this week. Uh, I know I've got a couple I'm going to throw on. Um, do you want to start or do you want me to start? I'm going to let you start. <laughs> okay, so I've got a couple, and this one that I've got was submitted to us by a leadhead, and I encourage you guys to send me, if you've got jack wagons you want to nominate for the jack wagon train, send those to me. Uh, you can email them, talkinglead at gmail.com, or you can PM me on uh, our Facebook page, Talking Lead. And um, uh, for the most part, you know, I'll, I'll read those and get those. But uh, Matt, not you, Matt, but another Matt, Leadhead Matt, uh, submitted this one. All right, so here's Matt's submission. And this takes place in, looks like, Lexington. I don't know if that's Lexington, Kentucky or... Yeah, Lexington, Kentucky. So just north of uh, where I live here. So it says, Police say a group of men with semi-automatic weapons went to a Lexington Walmart. There's your first clue of a jack wagon, Walmart. To prepare for doomsday. (laughs) Okay, Lexington Police uh, Department Lieutenant... Jackie Newman tells the Lexington Herald that police were called to the Richmond Road Walmart Saturday night after people reported that there were men inside a car wearing body armor and holding weapons. The men told police that they were preparing for doomsday and needed supplies, which everybody knows Walmart's the best place to go for your (laughs) doomsday. They got everything there. They got quality knives there, too. (laughs) They got everything. They got duct tape. They got glue. Yeah. They got coolers, you know. They got food. Yeah. Police found marijuana bum, 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 yeah, they were inside the car and gave the men citations for the drugs, but did not charge them with any other violations. Police say a license is not required to have a semi-automatic weapon in a car. There you go. Good for the police. Oh, yeah. They did, the, they did their job right. That's good. Yeah. Lexington Police Spokesman Richard Willoughby says the men were not doing anything criminal with the weapons. 
East. That that's <laughs> Oshi. He's letting me know that my lawn guy is out there. Come here. Come in here. Come here. I thought it was the Sandlot monster. <laughs> he he is a monster. You see him? Good God, man! <laughs> He's a big boy. You're not kidding. He's a big boy. He said, "I just had my birthday." So How old is that dog? Everybody wish Oshi a happy birthday. He turned seven wow. recently, and uh, we got to go. We went shopping, didn't we, yesterday? He got him a new necklace. Got him a new collar here. <laughs> so I got some awesome. new food bowls. I got me a new purdy. Got me a new chew bone. All kinds of good stuff. All right, he's going to walk. He'll probably start barking again. There we go. Uh, so these guys, I'm going to have to hold on. All right, so that is my first jack wagon. Um, so, yeah, don't load up your uh, and gear up for doomsday when there's no apparent sign of doomsday and uh, roll into Walmart. Hi. <laughs> that's what That's what led them down that real bad path in the beginning uh, to begin and then with. i got really? yeah i guarantee you the marijuana had something to do with that yeah <laughs> i thought that was supposed to make you lazy <laughs> i didn't think that was legal in kentucky yet no idea they just got a citation for the drugs i don't they weren't arrested or anything like that so i don't know all right so um, my second my second jack wagon i'll go ahead and do my second one rio that's right where the olympics are being held is it rio de janeiro is that mm-hmm. So, you know, there's been this big hype about the Olympics being held in Rio, and you've seen the commercials, they're making it look like, you know, it's a big party, and, you know, all the G-string chicky chicks shaking their stuff around, and, but now that it's going on, you're hearing all these reports about dead bodies being found in the waterways where the um, Olympic athletes have been training, the air quality there is deadly and uh, doesn't meet uh, was it world health organization levels and they knew this before they even were candidates for it i guess they were supposed to have gotten it cleaned up by the time they held the olympics there but uh i didn't realize rio was such a cesspool is that that what we call it i had no idea uh but apparently it is so it doesn't sound like a very uh, uh safe place for one uh-huh. Uh, especially for when you're going to have people from all over the world come into your city. Yeah, I hope those. I hope the swimmers aren't practicing where those bodies are at. No, they were. The one of the oh one of the God. one of the athletes found the body. Oh wow! They like they like took a picture of it while they were. I don't know what they Maybe were training. It was a reporter <laughs> schooning or something. I don't know what they're what game in the water that they're practicing for. But could have been a swimmer. I don't know. Um, no. <laughs> yeah. No idea. No idea. I just uh, I remember seeing a picture of it. But uh, I'm throwing uh, just the whole – I'm going to throw Brazil on there because, you know, this, this is a country thing. And, uh, you know, if, if uh, one of your cities is going to be hosting an international event, uh, you think you could get the damn thing cleaned up a little bit. But, yeah. I mean, hell, even uh, Detroit went all out when they had the Super Bowl here a few years ago. If Detroit can do it, you'd think Rio could figure something out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But let's see, it says Rio for years has surpassed WHO, World Health Organization, limits for the most dangerous air pollutant called particulate matter spewed from millions of vehicles clogging the city's roads. Thousands die annually in Rio's metropolitan area of 12 million people because of complications related to the air. Jeez. People exposed to the pollution have higher risk of lung cancer, heart attacks, strokes, asthma, and other diseases. I mean, great choice for the Olympics, guys. 
Yeah. Maybe we should throw the Olympic Committee on here for <laughs> good, good for call. choosing good uh, for choosing that uh, area as well. But uh, can you hear my mower behind me? I can. <laughs> uh, well, there's nothing I can do about that. All right, guys. So no, my no, my mower's here. My lawn guy's here, and you're going to hear him in the background. So I uh, apologize oh. for the background noise. All right. So that's my jack wagons. This week, you got you got anybody you want to throw on? It, it for me, uh, it, it's hard to narrow it down with with the the current uh, election we've got going on. You know, national national elections, and then the you know smaller ones going on in my area. It's I, I'm having a hard time narrowing it down to anyone. It's it, it's all encompassing for me at the moment. And I've been I've been on vacation for the last ten days, so I'm kind of out of the loop on current events. I got you. Well, while you're on vacation, was there anybody there that may have? Uh done something that you want to uh, call them out on maybe give them a, a jack you know wagon toss on the train there was man there's nothing i had i had an absolute blast in maine everyone was awesome everyone is absolutely awesome in maine i had zero issue with anything there everything was fantastic the uh, the mayor of maine needs to send you or the governor of maine <laughs> needs to send you a, a t-shirt or a key to the city I'll there send me something damn it so did you have any good food while you were there I had all the good food while I was there. You had all the good food. <laughs> yeah, yep. so, we went to Lobsterman's Co-ops. We went um, to everything is everything is small, uh, small owned stuff. Everything mm-hmm. is you know the family lives in town that owns wherever you're at. So half the time it was you know the owner's daughter serving you serving you your food, or the owner was at the you know running the cash register. Everything was awesome there. That's cool. Yeah, it's the way you think. I've Maybe. had a limited yeah. uh, exposure to Maine. I've been there for business, and I haven't really had an opportunity to experience the culture there. But um, I hear it's awesome. It is. It is. Uh, there are some more populated metropolitan areas, to, you know, kind of like uh, Portland, Maine. Yeah, it's a little bit more of a, a little more busy hubbub. It's a little yeah. It's a little busier. It's still compared to anything, you know, further down the coast. It's it's pretty tame. All right, so that's it for the Jack Wagon Train this week. Now let's find out more about our guest, Matt, and Southpaw Knots. So tell us about Southpaw, Matt. What uh, what what exactly? I kind of briefly described what you do. I'm sure you could tell us a lot better detail what you do. Oh, yeah. Um, I've been playing with parachute cords since you were a dork if you played with parachute cord. I started out seeing... Um, Seeing the bracelets, you know, the 550 cord survival bracelets. Yeah, the survival and, uh, bracelets. I got a couple yeah. of those. Yeah, me too. I've got a lot. <laughs> you got, I'm sure you got a lot now, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it seemed like every time you turned the page in a gun magazine, you were seeing something in the background. So I I, I, I saw one. I thought, man, that is just the coolest thing there is right now that, I, you know, at the, at the time that I could afford. <laughs> so I bought one. I took it apart and figured out how to rebuild it. And it kind of just you know, spun off from there. I started doing, um, you know, just little things, dog leashes, bird call lanyards. I started doing that for a couple of pro teams. Just fun stuff. And then one day somebody asked me, can you make a monkey's fist? I was like, oh, heck yeah, I can make a monkey's fist. <laughs> I'd never made a monkey's fist before in my life, man. So those are those those big balls of... Yes. I put a steel ball bearing or a, a glass marble or a ping pong ball, golf ball, whatever. Uh-huh. But I typically limit it down to a, like a three-quarter inch to an inch. 
uh, ball bearing. Yeah. And then I've got, it's kind of my own design, how I, I go from that knot down to some other stuff. It, it, my stuff just, it's, it's a little bit different than everybody else's. Yeah. What, uh, so you use the 550 paracord? I use the 550 cord and uh, I actually use, you know, uh, the seven strand. It's got seven interior strands inside of the casing. Whatever uh-huh. you see on the outside is the casing, the color. There's seven strands inside of that. Uh, that's actual military grade stuff. Uh, there's a lot of cheap stuff you can buy. You know, Home Depot sells a survival bracelet, but it's mm. it's so loosely woven you can you know poke your finger through the weave, and then it's it's not actually any it's not military cord. It's not parachute cord. Yeah, you can tell it's not good quality stuff. Right, right. It's not gonna. It's not the 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 whole reason in these these paracord bracelets and. Uh, knife paracord wraps, you know, people put them on their knife handles and mm-hmm. different things like that is if you get, you need a survival situation where you can cut that cord and you've got additional cord to right. do whatever you need to with it in a survival situation, whether, you know, you use it to hang something or catch, right. a, you know, right. catch prey, catch your food or, you know, maybe cord. But I mean, there's all kinds of different that you could tie uh, sticks together with it and uh, all kinds yeah. of different stuff. You, you know, know so. The- one thing I, I would say about, you know, a survival bracelet or anything that's parachute cord is if you don't already know how to tie a couple, like a, you know, just a handful of knots, I mean, a bowling knot being one of them, uh, or a snare, something like that, then it's it's not doing you any good. Um, it's not like you're, this stuff is so thin, it's not like you're going to climb your way out of, uh, you know, a ditch even. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more often than not, it's just going to be something that will assist you in an everyday situation. Um, also, it's probably not going to come to mind that, oh, I'm wearing a survival bracelet that I paid X amount of dollars for and I need it for, you know, you're not going to take it apart. Yeah, a lot, just, a lot of people just see them as fashion uh, fashion right. accessories nowadays, but that, that's not the intent of them. The intent of them no. was that they would have additional rope, cord, you know, something to tie with in case of an emergency that they needed to a survival situation. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think that's... The purpose of it's kind of faded away, but uh, that's that's the original intent of the the paracord wrapped knives and everything. Right, and I'm I've got a little project coming up um, that's that's actually going to be geared towards. Hey, this is paracord that yeah you're paying a, a you know, paying a fair amount for this item, but it's going to have things in it and on it that, given the circumstances, you you will be willing to take it apart, and it will have enough parachute cord. Um, and usable items attached to and inside of your bracelet or whatever. So that's something a project I've got coming up. So all right, eighty uses for paracord. <laughs> I just googled it. I guess wow. I was like, I can't think of anything right off. It's too damn early in the morning. My mind's not working. Uh, so here, so number one, tie tarp or to tie tarp to trees. So like your tent. You know, if you need to tie your tent up to something, uh, you can use it for that. A lanyard to hold items, key, knife, etc. So, like Matt does, he does the knife lanyards. Um, I'm sure you do some gun lanyards too. They're- I do a lot of a lot of. Well, I used to do a lot of slings. Yeah, emergency paracord wristband. Uh, this is an exciting project because. Uh, you have an amazing multi-purpose tool ready to be used anytime, anywhere. Truly, must have. All right, so they're not telling me what to use for emergency snare. Okay, there's one. Uh, so you can use it as an emergency snare to catch catch dinner, catch food out in the wilderness. Yep. Yep. If you're talking about an actual emergency, 
emergency situations that the strands inside of the cord, there's seven of those that can be broken down into each one of those can be broken down into three separate cords. Two smaller, and, yeah, smaller right, cords. If you had to, you could use fishing, pieces of that for fishing line. Fishing line, sutures. Suture, so. boot laces. You could use them for boot laces. You gotta double knot those suckers too, man. Yeah. <laughs> yep, I've tried that out. Um you could use floss with the inner strands. I don't know. I've done about, that. You gotta have some wide gaps in your teeth, I would think. I mean, those strands are still pretty big. Yep. Maybe you could even break down the strands of the that's, strands. That's what you have to do. I've tried it. It's not fun. Strands of the strands. So dental floss, uh, a dog lead. So you could weave a dog lead leash. You, yeah. Just like you said, the leashes uh, out of one of those. You need to have a lot of extra paracord with that. Mm. Uh, like you said, emergency suture for inner strands. Um, your knife handle, you can wrap your, wrap your knife handle. But again, this is like you wrap your knife handle with this so you'll have it for other things. Right. So you could cut it yeah, off your knife and then use it for other things. Belts. I know people <coughs> have, have belts, paracord belts. Um, I've seen those. I've seen actual gun straps. People make uh, rifle um, yep. slings. I've made, I've made a lot of those. Those can't be very comfortable on I the shoulder. I quit making them, man. I mean, I thought, you know, people like buying them. They liked them as gifts. And, you know, they're really cool. But, um, and if I can't, at the end of the day, believe in the thing I'm making as a, a viable product, I, right. I, I got to do it. What, what you got to figure out, man, on that, and I love them. I love the look of them because it just gives it that, that whole other level of coolness. Mm-hmm. But if you could figure out a way to uh, weave in a pad yep. with it, then then you're on to something right there, man. Right. Well, I had it figured out to where, you know, I had this, this nice um, thin lead from the, you know, the buttstock up to, which I wove a pad. It was flat on one side and rounded on the top. Yeah. So it looked very cool. Um, it's just, you know, I, what happened was I met John Willis. <laughs> 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 I saw the stuff that's coming out of SOE. SOE tactical, yeah. Yep. And uh, I figured, heck, if I'm not putting this on my own gun, I'm going to stop making it. Yeah. So I, that's what I did. There you go. Uh, you can use it as a bow drill. So to make to make mm-hmm. fire, uh, mm-hmm. one of those tools that you yeah, but you don't ever want to try and burn paracord because yeah. so you good. don't have to use your hand, you know, to right. to twist it. You uh, make a little bow cord, bow drill. Uh, I guess you could use it for a bow too. You could use it for a uh, actual hunting bow in emergency situation. A clothesline, done that. Improvise a seat by lashing a long horizontal to two trees. So uh, yeah, I guess you could make a little little chair, a little seat. Uh, emergency repair for sale while sailing or canoeing. Uh, there's a belt. I said belt. Um, hang kettle cooking pots over a fire. Oh, you could do that. Uh, emergency sewing thread. Yeah, you could do that. Got to have a needle. Uh, holy cow, these people made a hammock. <laughs> yeah. I've seen That's the hammock. That's a lot the- of paracord right there. Yeah. Yeah, like, again, I don't think that the door mats. that would be real comfortable because that cord's kind of hard once you get it all. Once it's all twisted up uh, together, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I can't imagine that was too comfortable. You can make a fishing net from the inner strands. Mm-hmm. Uh, improvise a sling. We talked about that. Um, a hobble for your horse. That's a good use for it. Uh, watch strap. I've seen people make those before. I've done a few of those. Rig up a quick bowstring. Okay, got that. Carry gear on your backpack when you don't have a rucksack. A platypus hose cleaner. I don't even know what that is. Uh, let's see. Hoses collect dirt and time. It's kind of like uh, one of those snake tools. Yep, like a like a like a gun cleaning. 
thing. So pipe you, cleaner. Yeah, yeah, you run it through and snake pipes with it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Tie house keys to forgetful children. Or you just tie children to it. And right. That way they don't run off. <laughs> <laughs> An emergency tow rope. If you had yeah, enough. Yeah, you know, you weave four strands of this together and uh and a round braid, you could pull a truck in reverse in park. Very cool. I didn't thought about that. <laughs> that would that could be a good use. Yeah. Uh let's see. Pulley line for dragging big bits of wood. They a, start to stretch this out, aren't they? They are. I mean, they're trying to get 80 <laughs> out of this. Uh Well, you know, I you can you can sum it all up pretty quickly is you have to tie something up. Use paracord. Use it's, paracord, yeah. It's cheap and easy to keep with you. Now, here's one that's related to what we're talking about, knives. This says uh, a stropping is quick and easy way to keep your edges of your razor blade sharp so you are maintaining them well. So it says you can use this as a uh, standby strop. Oh, I never thought of that. Huh. That's a new one on me. Okay. Cool. I, I don't know. Makes sense. Uh, I'd, I'd want somebody to test that out to see if it actually would sharpen the blade. Yeah. I don't know. But you can hang stuff. Here's a bear bag. Um, Yep, I've used, I've used one for that. I've definitely used that before. Let's see if we see anything. Oh, my God. Somebody did a uh, hair tie with it. Headband hair. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's uh, silly. <laughs> heavy snow. So, I mean, you're kind of getting the idea here. I'll see if there's anything unique here that they've got. Uh, make a halter for your horses. A boar snake. Uh, tire swing. Hammock. Whistle around your necks. Uh Actual, what what can you? Oh, you can use it for a pulley on your lawnmower. Oh, I never thought of that. Yeah, that's, that's a good, good one. use. That's a good one. Uh, emergency tourniquet. That's where I was. We well, talking about earlier about you know for for wounds, but you don't really want to use a paracord for a tourniquet. Man, carry one with it's you. It's too it's too tight. I mean that that could do a lot more damage than than we we talked about that on an early uh, earlier episode. So, uh, just tear, yeah, carry a tourniquet or you need something wider, uh, like a belt or something like that for, for a tourniquet. Carry a tourniquet. Yeah. Handcuffs. You can use them for handcuffs for a bad guy. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> uh, okay. A zipper pull. I, I do that on a lot of my bags. I use it as a zipper pull. Mm-hmm. That's a good I, use for it. I put, I tied one to a pair of dickies work pants one time just for a joke <laughs> <laughs> it turned into a highlighter yeah but like you said i mean it's important that you learn to to tie different knots and you can google knot tying and there's a blue bazillion different websites and videos that you can watch to learn how to tie different knots and what the purpose for those knots are right right and there's there's a blue bazillion different kind of knots that you can you can tie. Make sure you know. Make sure you're looking at something that's useful. You don't need everything. Doesn't need to be decorative. You need to, you know, put those into uh, some sort of working order. So there are eighty. There are eighty uses. Aren't actually eighty uses on this site. They're repeating themselves on several of them. I narrow it down to about fifteen. <laughs> yeah, or ten. I yeah. I mean, actual emergency uses for it. I mean, they're just talking about ways that you can have it, like in your watch and your your belt yep. and. You know, around your neck for when you need it for survival type issues. I think, issues. you know, a good way to carry it is if you're not going to carry a whole hank of it, take 50 feet of it and wrap it around your knife sheath and then tie it off that way. That way you don't have to cut it off of something. You don't have to have something you've got to take apart. Because taking apart something that somebody else tied, if it's quality, it's not going to come apart quick or easily. Right. So wrap that right around your knife sheath or, you know, buttstock of a gun. Another good use for it is a tripwire. Yeah. Use as my like kids are going, my perimeter. kids are going to try that out on the stairwell now. 
Thanks, uh. Marty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to Homer Simpson it down, the, uh, down to the first floor. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> all right. So uh, all the more reason why you need to check out Matt and Southpaw Knots. And uh, so if somebody wants their knife done, do they send you the knife or do you just do one and they can just tie it on themselves? Depending on the knife, um, you know, I typically have people getting that contact me just, hey, take a picture of the knife and shoot it off to me or just tell me the knife model. I've worked with enough of them to pretty much tell which ones I'm going to have to have in hand. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can tie a lanyard and send it off and you can attach it really quickly and easily. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of times, you know, if you have a higher end knife, it just looks better to have it tied directly to the knife. That way it's it's got a better finished look, Yeah, you know, but then again... If, if I just send you off a lanyard, you can take it off and switch it back and forth between, you know, if you're somebody that, that, that switches your everyday carry pocket knife from day to day or week to week, like, like I do, sometimes it's nice to. What's the most common knife that you get requests for lanyards for? Is there Emerson, one? Emerson, zero tolerance, and lately I've been getting a lot of striders, okay. a lot of striders. And what is a strider? Uh, strider knife is, um, it's a production knife done by mixed rider out of california i believe mm-hmm. um these are the higher end like yeah. 500 600 knives right yeah probably you know I, we could probably jump right into this now i guess yeah let's uh, do it let's uh it, we'll, we'll talk more about south so how real quick how can people get in touch with uh south oh you know what uh i'm, I'm a busy guy man I, i've got to get my my website up i've been doing everything from facebook and instagram mm-hmm. mostly facebook Social meds. That's I mean that's that's, that's all people need. Yeah. We don't really need websites anymore with the no, Facebooks and the Instagrams. It makes it makes placing an order a little easier. You know, everything I do is custom, so I don't have things that are made sitting aside ready to be shipped. You tell me what you want. I, you know, fine tune that with you mm-hmm. in a quick conversation and it's made for you. Unless it's something you just hey man, straight black, whatever, tie this on and ship it. Well, okay, cool. We can do that. Yeah. Real easily. But What's the what's the most unique thing you've been re- requested to make? Oh man, I've had some weird stuff. I've had some cool stuff. Let's see. I like it when someone asks me, "Here's a knife that you know you do, you're not you're never going to see in a store," mm. and they send it to me and say, you know, "Play with it for a week or two. Figure out how to match colors to this. I want you to do something that you're not going to you know recreate." Which that's difficult for me yeah. because you know, if I'm going to spend that much time. Uh, coming up with something that I think is really cool and I can't remake, you know, remake it. That's a challenge for me. So yeah. that's, that's fun. But, um, I would say that the most difficult thing is, has been, um, John Willis and, uh, Mick Strider. They did a collaboration on, um, a cockoflage knife. <laughs> cockoflage? Cockoflage. So it's a camouflage done in John Willis's, um, combat cock. Yeah. It's very cool. I've actually got one, um, sitting on a table I'm waiting to do. For you guys who don't know what combat cock is, it's not a um, a dirty reference. It, no, they have these little square. Um, they resemble like a, a rooster or chicken. It's kind of question that your grandmother would have had to you know at the the, uh, the sewing table. Yeah, it's more of a I don't know what you call it a novelty kind of thing that that yes. SOE does kind of a brand thing that they do. Yes. Uh, Google it and you'll see what we're talking about. But they're they're highly collectible. Um, yes, and they're very. They're cool. like Beanie Babies. I don't want to say they're like Beanie Babies, but they're like Beanie Babies for <laughs> are, the cool guy. <laughs> they are. They really are. Hell, I've got some of them, and it's not. It's not my thing, but man, they are cool. They're they're very cool. <laughs> I think you know doing something like that. Um, 
matching those colors and coming up with something that is going to st- one look good to still stay together under hard use. Yeah, uh, that's you know, but I have had one weird one. Well, that maybe it's not weird, but it's weird for me and maybe in the part of the country I live in in Michigan. Um, can you make me a bull whip? Well, a bull whip. A bull whip. Okay. Well, I, I I could, but I don't think I'm gonna <laughs> make me a flogger. Like, oh, I don't go to those kinds of trades. S and M. Okay, there's another <laughs> use for paracord. S and M, ladies and gentlemen. Start, but <laughs> he went uh, down that that path. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that, hey, that I've had that asked. Uh, I've had that question brought up to me more than once. So I was like, uh, well, I'm sure I can. If figure the price out is right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's it. <laughs> that's all you want to talk about, that? Huh? Yeah, yeah, we're done with that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Very good. So now let's get into talking a little bit about knives. And we were going to talk more more along the lines of, of laws because just getting into this, and I don't even know what the, the knife carry laws are in Tennessee. You know, So that's something that I think probably be for somebody who's just getting into knives, learn the laws. Absolutely. So Absolutely. Let's, let's get into that. And you, wanna, you had a, a topic on that. What do you, uh, what do you um, want to get into? It's uh, it, it's always baffled me that you know there's this. You know, I live in Michigan, and I'm a CPL instructor here. It's you know the the CCW. Uh, I teach CPL classes here in Michigan, and so I can teach people, and I can certif- you know get them certified to carry a gun. I carry a gun, um, but there are restrictions on what kind of knife I can carry, or how you know the blade length mm-hmm. for self defense. Now in Michigan, you can carry a knife with a blade up to three inches long and still use it for self defense. If it's over a three-inch blade, it's got to be used in a utility form somehow. Now, I don't know how you prove that one way or the other because I think that's one of those one of those laws that the officers aren't typically going to know about. And just just um, just getting pulled over, you have anything in the car I need to know about? Well, if you're an honest citizen, and you know, I do my best to be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I have I have my gun here, my wallet here. I got a pocket knife. Well, if they ever want to see any of that, you got you know, you show it to them and right. If so you got to have an excuse as to why you've got it on you if they if they question oh, you about it. Yeah, you got to have a reason of why you carry that, or you can say, "Hey, I, I don't use this for self defense. This is what my my guns for." Um, and you know, you can obviously you can't always. Um, you can say you use it for yeah. safety situations, for like cutting seat belts off if you're in an accident or you came upon an accident. Right. Right. Uh, yep. Using or a survival it situation if uh, right. you know the apocalypse happened while you were driving to work and. Uh, you know, right, you got right. your survival you know, knife. If you're on your way, I to don't Walmart, know. <laughs> you, uh, set up for the. <laughs> yeah, you're going to Walmart for doomsday prep. Right, because you're stoned. So that you know, that's one of the the things that you need to know is you know, what's legal to carry in your area. And we've right. got listeners from all over the world. So depending on where you live in the world, you need to check and see what uh, you know the knife laws are. I'm I'm pretty sure in Tennessee you there you can carry anything. Yes, um, um, and it doesn't have to be just for self def- self defense. It just you can carry. I mean, switchblades. You, you can carry machetes. You can carry openly whatever you want. Yeah, in Tennessee, my understanding. So check it's, check right. Check your laws. Don't listen Tennessee, to me. My understanding is the same. <laughs> yeah, same. You can carry an out the front um, double action switchblade, regular you know out the side switchblades, double up uh, double edged, all, all that jazz. As far as I understand, and is that the way it is where you're at in Michigan? No, it is not. They've brought up the, they brought up a bill a couple of times. Um, 
So yours is where you've got, like you were just saying, certain links for personal defense, and then anything other than that, you've got to have reason to be carrying it. Yeah, and you know that that's going to be subject to, you know, I think it's probably going to be subject to um, the officer's discretion, and that's going to probably be a that's going to depend on how you react to an officer when they question you. If you are polite and to the point, and you're not a an, an ass about it, I'm sure that the officer will you know, understand where you're coming from. You know, we're, we're all on the same side here. So. <laughs> oh gosh, I just, uh, all right. So I'm Googling knife laws in Tennessee oh, no. and this comes up. <clears throat> meth dealer won $3 million in lottery and invested it in more meth. <laughs> 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 now that's a guy who believes hey, in man. his business right there, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, man, he is... He's in it. <laughs> oh my God, that's hilarious! Dude went, wins three million dollars. Right, so I got to read this. So he's he's making the jack wagon train. So we're going retro back to the jack wagon train real quick. Lady Luck turned a, a, a run of the mill meth dealer into a millionaire crank king. Uh, Ronnie Music Jr. is this guy's name. Let's see, blah blah. He's Georgia. He struck it rich after hitting Georgia State lottery, three million dollars. Uh, he could have done whatever he wanted to, blah, blah, blah. Instead, he stuck to his drug guns, and even after his co-conspirators were caught moving several pounds of pure Mexican-manufactured methamphetamine, music kept grinding, brazenly spearheading even more meth deals on behalf of an inmate behind bars. Music had already been convicted of multiple felonies before he won the lottery. Uh, he then decides he's going to plow his winnings into an apparent long-time profession of dealing meth. That guy. You think he would have given it all up? Instead, he's facing up ten years to life in prison. Bye. Uh, That's hilarious. Anyway, I'm sorry. I had to. I had to read that. That's just. That's a. That's a good one, man. That's people. You know, people. Come on. All right. So we're talking about knife laws, and I'm looking up Tennessee. So let's see. Tennessee Governor Bill Haslam signed a knife rights bill repealing the state's antiquated ban on switchblades, automatic knives and possession of knives over four inches in length with intent to go armed, a vague loss subject to abusive interpretation. Uh, as of July 1st, 2014, there are no longer any pre-illegal knives in Tennessee. Uh, okay, so Tennessee is the seventh state in which knife rights have been repealed, uh, has repealed a ban on switchblades and other knives. This makes 17 legislative victories by knife rights in just over four years, including Defeating four anti-knife bills, knife rights have passed 13 pro-knife bills in 11 states. Knife rights is rewriting knife law in America. And I think knife rights is an organization. That's a, an organization. Yeah. No. Uh, a sharper future, knife rights. It's kniferights.org um, where you guys can probably go and learn more about laws in your particular state. So, yeah, there you go. So I guess I'll start carrying my, uh, what is this I got here? I've only got, I've got a few knives. Mm-hmm. And I bought these years ago. Uh, it's K Bar. They came out with this big line of like big, huge. Can you see this one? Yo, yeah, I can see that. That's a like these zombie apocalypse that is knives. A sucker, yeah. But they're, I mean, they're full tang. I guess they're quality knives. I don't know. I, I, I remember I've actually taken this one out and chopped wood with it. Oh yeah, it's it's it's. A this nice is like a machete. Mm-hmm. It's like a machete type. But they they've got really nice nice sheaths that they come with. And then they've got these little bitty ones 
And you can see I paracorded. I did that myself. Ah, good job, Marty. I paracorded. <laughs> there's like this little bitty, little bitty knife that comes with it too. Mm-hmm. And it's, I mean, they're sharp as all get out. Oh yeah. And they're the the K bar line, and they got like the little zombie apocalypse uh, symbol on them. But they're like they had a whole line of these, and I bought I don't know I brought four or five of them. But they're they seem to be really good quality knives. I mean, if somebody knows differently, and they're pieces of crap. Somebody let me know. But I mean, I've actually used a couple of these out in like hunting and uh, camping and stuff, and you know they work good. They held up. But I've not done any like destructive tests or anything like that on them. But right, um, normal but, use. Yeah, I've got a I've got several of these. I've got uh, my. Let's just go ahead and do this EDC. EDC check. Oh, okay. We'll do that. We'll do pocket dump. Um, well, I, carry well, I just a, put my pants on, you know, before we started talking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Getting ready so, for the day. I've got all my stuff actually next to me here. Well, since I'm at home, I've got my my Spikes Tactical Crusaders actually right here next to me. That's not an EDC, though. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> um, let's see. What do I have? I've got... Uh, That's your home Glock. EDC, though. I've got a Glock 17 that was uh, seracoded by uh, Blown Deadline. Sweet. In Michigan. That cost a pretty penny. Well, Mike's a buddy of mine, so. <laughs> oh, yeah? Well, you can hook a brother up? Is that what you're saying? Hey, man. Yeah. Okay. All right, so you sure. were talking about your Glock 17. Yeah, Glock 17 with, um, you know. What kind of what kind of pattern you got on? I didn't get to see the, the Blown oh, Deadline. Uh, we did something kind of cool. Because they do awesome work. Yeah, he does. I know that, you know, the listeners aren't going to get to see this, but it's, um, well, you'll send me a picture and I can post it. It's a multicam black. Oh man. Yeah. It's, uh, that's what my lead sleds done in multicam black. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's kind of modified because at, um, at the time, I don't know if Mike had, uh, uh, what's the the licensing or whatever it was with multicam to do the actual pattern. So he's got something similar. Right. The colors, uh, we kind of did some custom colors here. So it's a blown deadline cam. Yeah. Yeah. It's burnt (laughs) bronze, uh, sniper gray and some stealth gray and sniper black. I can't remember. That's cool. At the end of the day, it's just cool as hell. That's all. Yeah. And you Um, put it in a holster. What kind of holster you got there? Well, you can imagine. Leatherneck? Leatherneck tactical. That's awesome. Is that a Cryptek? Uh, yeah. Jeff sent me this one. Um, I think this is a gift from him. Man, he does all my stuff. He's, Jeff is awesome. That's awesome. He makes awesome holsters. Oh, yeah. Everything he does, Kydex, is awesome. Are you in the waist or out of the waist? Inside. Inside the waist. Okay. Yep. Hip yep. or appendix or how do you carry? Well, I'm left-handed, so what is that, spleen? Spleen? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I carry left-handed, right-handed. Uh, I carry appendix, and I sometimes I carry behind the hip. just depends mm-hmm. on um, the weather <laughs> in Michigan. The dress and the weather. And where you know. on do you ever ankle carry? I have not done that, but it's something that I'm starting to consider. Yeah. Uh, Especially in the wintertime and when you wear the longer pants. In summertime, obviously, it doesn't make sense. But uh, Right, right, right. And, you know, I don't wear skinny jeans, so I'm still <laughs> be able to, <laughs> I'll still be able to get away with uh, ankle carry. Um, let's see. The knife is a zero tolerance. ZT. Yeah, this is a 0566. I don't know what that means, but it's cool as hell. Okay. I'm sure a lot <laughs> um, of our listeners do. Yeah. Let's see. Um, oh, these. This is. And do you have a, a lanyard on your your knife? You know what? This isn't my everyday knife. The I had to fly home and I didn't check a bag, so mm. uh, my wife has my my I EDC, gotcha. my e, actual EDC knife, and that does have uh, a lanyard. It's got a brass, solid brass whale. 
and it's it's not like anything you've ever seen. Uh-huh. Uh, it's very cool, man. I'm telling you, I get to work with some of the coolest people. Um, Where do you get your brass from? Well, I have all my brass, copper, and I'm going to start with doing some bronze stuff. Comes from cool. a friend of mine. Um, is the actual designer. He's the artist. His name is uh, Ramon Sosa. Ramon. And he does everything by hand. I mean, he um, starts with a wax mold, and he does the whole thing out by hand. I mean, the dude is an artist, man. He's tra- I think he's actually training to be a jeweler. Cool. Um, is he a local he does- guy? No, no. Actually, he's – I can't remember what part of Mexico he's in. But he's- I think he's he- – he- I think he's aspiring to move to the States. He loves – Right. Loves coming up into Texas and you know, be, you know, being free. <laughs> he loves coming up into Texas until they but, send him back, right? <laughs> well, you know, he goes through the right way. Uh, he's a great dude, man. He makes he makes great stuff. Um, That's cool. Yeah, I, was, I saw a lot of your stuff at the uh, the SOE event, and uh, it, it was cool. I mean, it's, I probably didn't get to see half of it because by the time I got to you, most of it was gone already. I'm sure. Mario, I was so busy that night. It was. Under- oh, I know, I, man. You were balls to the wall, for- dude. And a half hours, ten Dang. and a half hours. I sat in that chair and tied lanyards, man. And it was Jeez. cool because people actually got to see what I do. That not just the the end product, which is cool too, but you know, seeing how it's done, yeah. um, it's cool. I mean, anytime you can see something like like that, it's cool. Yeah, yeah. So, so can can this Ramon guy do custom things? So I guess that's what he does. You tell him what you want, and he'll make it. Yes, cool. yes. I got an um, idea for one. We'll talk off air. Sounds awesome. Yeah, sounds awesome. Yeah. You know, I, all my stuff, I go directly to directly to the designer, right to the artist for all my beads. Um, well, I'm, I'm starting to get into some titanium stuff, so I'm I've got a machinist, obviously, for that. Uh-huh. Um, and that's at uh, Rogue Industries. They're phenomenal. They do great work. Let's see what else is in my EDC. This is one of the things that I'm really excited about. Um, it's my. I don't know if you saw these at the party. Here's a that Cantu Cantu Bruner. Yeah, this is a Dax. It's a Cantu. Bruner pen, Canto nice. Bruner designs. You know, there's 308 brass that I I do the patina work on, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I'm I'm really fortunate, man, that he he agreed to work with me. I mean, he could have his pick of anybody he wants to work with, and uh, he set some time aside to you know work some things out with me, and um, we got uh, you so know you guys are doing a collaboration together on so a pen going on between Southpaw Knots and Canto Brunner Designs. Um, I've got a few different finishes. I've got currently two of them. Uh, I'm working on a few more, some some things I haven't posted pictures of yet. So it's exciting. We're yeah. going to do some uh, three, uh, 300 blackout pens, some uh, click pens. Cool. Uh, and right now we're doing the twist pens. But I think he last night he just posted a, a picture of one of the click pens okay. I posted. But that's Check something that I'm really really happy with and really um when are these gonna are they are they available now or when they're gonna be uh, available? Yeah, these are available now you can uh you can pre-order these actually the ones that i had at the uh the soe party mm-hmm. those sold out I've, these are the two i've got left yeah i didn't I even see them i didn't see them at the party so i missed out on that but people yeah. can go to uh cantubrunerdesigns.com and check those out uh he's got pictures of them but that you can you buy them through me they're okay so, so you you're selling yeah. south yeah. ball knots yep so yeah it's he does the the actual pen making and gotcha. sends it to me. Yeah. And they go to the Facebook page or Instagram. To, yeah, they can to go to either one of those two, Facebook or Instagram. And it's yes. just Southpaw Knots. Southpaw Knots. That's right. S o u t h p a w k n o t s. That's right. Make sure I got that right because I'm horrible at spelling. Well, you know, not much strong suit either. Especially phonetically, I can't spell. So right, uh, <laughs> I'm horrible. Yeah, well, that's cool. Um, what, so what else you got, EDC? Is that it? 
Uh, well, I normally carry, well, you know, I normally carry a uh, Leatherneck Tactical iMod wallet, but I was traveling and I've been doing some custom finish work for Celtic Shield. Mm-hmm. So I've got one of their wallets and I'm, I'm doing some hand finishing for them, just some trial stuff, seeing uh, what they like, what we like, you right. know, what, work something out. So I actually took this through um, a couple of airports and through customs. I had to go through Canada uh, this week mm-hmm. or last week. Um, and this is an RFID blocking wallet. So that's uh, pretty cool. I'm, I, and that, what that the, does is if you've got credit cards with magnetic strips and that you run them through the, the airport stuff, it won't demagnetize them. Is that, well, is that what yeah, it is? Not just that. It's, uh, it's also that you know, the, the, the new credit cards have this chip built into them. The chip, yeah. Yep. That's what it is. Um, and that apparently that makes it easier for you know, scumbags to scan your stuff. And they can scan that as they walk by you. And what that does, what this wallet does, is it blocks the capability of that. Sends so now, the big middle finger and says, hey. uh, "Yeah, bite me." Yeah, you cool. Know, I have an enhanced license as well, and yeah. uh, it, it's the same thing. Okay. So, and what's um, that called? What's that material called? IF what? Oh, RFID blocking. I think it's. I mean, I don't know if if it's a certain material that does it, but I think the aluminum around it. Mm-hmm. You know, because yeah, that's what the, the wallet's made of. Right. Uh, actually, is what what stops that signal. Okay. Uh, cool. But it's 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 compact. It's cool. You know, if you want to ditch the leather wallet, um, Celtic Shield is great. Um, yeah. The iMods from Leatherneck Tactical are are awesome as well. Yeah. That's the one I'm carrying. I got the I've got a talking lead green iMod. Yeah. Yep. That I rock. Yeah I, I, yeah, I can't say you know I can't say enough great things about Jeff Blanton stuff, but. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm you know I'm working with uh, Celtic Shield, trying out some new stuff for them with them. So it's it's cool, man. Yeah, I think that's about it. You know, I'm pretty simple, straightforward, especially being at home. Yeah. Well, today I'm just uh, I'm just rocking the the Glock 27 in the uh, in the Leatherneck Tactical Appendix Kydex holster. Yeah. Got the iMod uh, wallet, and I got my coast knife that uh, Senior Team Leader Garcia sent to me. And I got my Keltec uh, little pocket flashlight. Uh, those things are awesome. They're very bright. Uh, you guys check those out at KeltecWeapons.com. And that's all I'm. That's all I'm rocking today. I'm shorts, kind of casual, getting getting ready to head out of town. Now, when I head out of town, I'm going to be packing a whole lot more <laughs> for my yeah. trip to Daytona in case doomsday you know doomsday happens while I'm I'm down there but I'll be in good company cuz I'll be close to uh the Big 3 East the guys down at Big 3 East um CJ and uh, Q and those guys will be down there so uh, we'll have a place to scurry to if if uh, uh the the doomsday hits while we're down in the Daytona and of course our uh, our sponsors are good buddy Nate Love and those guys uh, at the Frontier Tactical are just across the way 2 hours away there so I feel pretty. I feel pretty safe about the area that we're going to, uh, but I always, always have my bag ready. Absolutely, my Absolutely. gold bag. Yeah, but yeah, that that's it for my EDC. Okay. All right. So now it's time for the talking lead, and Matt has maybe a couple for us today. I do. Um, one is uh, this is real simple. You don't always need a big knife. You just need a sharp knife. I mean, obviously, you're not going to be cutting down a, a, a 50 year old, 50 year old oak tree with a pocket knife. But um, <laughs> I would like to see that. <laughs> I don't have the time <laughs> nor the energy. All right, I am challenging. <laughs> I'm throwing the challenge out right now. 
If if somebody, <laughs> then they got to do a video. There's got to be an unedited video of right. them chopping down, cutting down uh, at least a 50-year-old tree with a pocket knife. With a pocket knife. <laughs> with a pocket knife. Four inches or less, Blake. Right. Yes. Now, it, um, may, it may take them 20 years to, to whittle that down, but... Uh, hey. Yeah, they're going to have to sharpen that blade <laughs> a few times in between. I don't think one knife could do that by itself after you sharpen it and you cut it and you sharpen I don't think there's a knife alive that could survive that. No, I don't think so. That's uh, the challenge. Boom, it's been laid. Lay that one down. Yeah. Uh, the other one is uh, a lot of guys steer away from uh, partially serrated blades. I carried a Benchmade Griptilian, a mini Griptilian, for seven years. Mm-hmm. It's partially serrated. And the sucker's still sharp. And I, I beat the living crap out of that knife. When you say I, partially serrated, is that the ones that's got like the little... Yep, it looks in? like shark teeth in the back. You know, yeah, I the love back. those. I, love, I, I prefer my knives to have that, as a matter of you fact. You know, you've got a lot of regular straight blade up front, you know, for slicing and dicing. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, nothing cuts through a seatbelt faster than uh, some serrations, man. Yeah. You want to get through rope. You want to get through web gear. You want to get through some metal, you know. You yeah, it does it metals. quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm all about the serrations. It, it's not. It's not. Um, it's not really difficult to maintain those. Uh, you know, I mean, be honest. How often are you sitting down sharpening your knives? You know. Well, that's another thing that I need to get into on the show too is how to sharpen a knife. I can't sharpen a knife to save my life, dude. Oh uh, well, there there are several. You know, there are several systems out there that you know assist in that. You know, um, you can spend as little as you want from you know. 10 10 20 dollars on up to you know 800 dollars for you know professional sharpener it just depends yeah. on how crazy sharp do you need your knife yeah well the sharper the better right hey why not depends on what you're using it for i guess but well yeah yeah you know uh, a dull knife's better than a broken knife and a sharp knife's better than a dull knife so yeah so keep your knife sharp yeah keep your knife sharp what uh, what else you got what else that I got? was one oh, those are- Oh no no, those are my two. Um, oh, there was two. What was the yeah, other you one? You don't always need. You don't always need a big knife. You just need a sharp knife. Okay. And serrations aren't something to be afraid of. Oh okay, all right. Gotcha. So you just kind of rolled it all into one. Yeah, one little deal right there. Yeah. Okay, very good. Yeah. All right. So trivia. We still got uh, a couple of trivia's that are outstanding, and uh, one is the um, the Bursa Eagle Imports Bursa and Eagle Imports Grand Power. He's going to be giving away some swag. Now, I know he didn't make the post on his Facebook page like he was supposed to. So uh, we're going to come up with some other way to give away that swag from Eagle and Bursa. Um, I don't know if we'll just randomly just pick some lead heads, but um, I apologize about that. There was a, he was in the middle of a lot of travel uh, during that time, so he just didn't he just forgot, basically. Um, but uh, for all those who want to take part in that, uh, just PM me your answers on the Bursa and the Eagle if you want to on Facebook, and um, I'll make sure we get a winner out of that. And then Strike Industries, and I'm pretty sure they've got theirs posted. All right, so yes, Strike does have the episode posted on their Facebook page, and it looks like we've only got like two people so far that have taken part in that one. Now, they didn't pin it to the top of their page. Uh, I'll ask them to, but I don't know if they will or not. They they make posts um, quite frequently, so I don't know that they're going to want to post it to the top. But just scroll down, and you'll see um, the Talking Lead episode 161 with the big crowd of people, and it's got Garrett, the owner of Strike, in the picture with 
Uh, our guests that were on the show that week also with their faces blotted out because they're secret squirrels. Uh, <laughs> they think they are. Uh, just kidding, AK. But it's TLP 161, and they've got a two. They're actually giving away two prizes. There's two trivia questions to that related to um, their videos. Some really cool prizes they're putting up. They're putting up like an accessory package. And uh, I can't remember what the other one is right off, but uh, just listen to episode 161. You'll find out what that is and how to win that. That's still available. We're going to keep that going. And, um, you know, good luck on that. But there's only a couple people that have done that one so far. So your chances are pretty good, looking pretty good right now. We'll give you another week or so on that one. And um, no trivia question this week. So let's get caught up on these and then uh, we might circle back with Matt and see if he might want to do something uh, yeah, we'll do something. in a um, future episode. You know, I'm working on, you know, I get, like I said, man, I get to work with a lot of cool people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Matt McDade from Section 1776. He's a uh, Marine Corps sniper, a former uh, Marine Corps sniper. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm wearing his gear now. Uh, is that what that shirt is you got on? Yes, yes. Okay, I was uh, wondering what that was. I haven't seen that before. Yeah, um, you'll see... Uh, John Willis wears these. Uh, he wears the black ones, you know, mm-hmm. John and his black and red. I got him hooked up with a few more when I went out there last time. But uh, I, between, you know, Matt McDade and um, Mike at Blown Deadline, I'm sure that I'll, uh, I'll come up with something cool. Oh, Mike, that's cool. No problem. Mike's man. doing, um, I've got, you saw that line of Star Wars beads I've got. Um, yeah. Yeah, those were cool Mike, too. Mike is doing, um, Blown Deadline is doing uh, Cerakote on, he did a Darth Vader. Um, the Stormtroopers came out. I, oh, my God. They were so cool. I, I had special prices on everything for the party, and they, everything just flew off. You know, oh, no I tried to keep one of everything so I could you know, sell them later on so everybody else could get a chance to see them. But, yeah. you know, he's, he's doing a bunch of stuff, man. So I get to work with all kinds of cool people. I've met some of the – I met some huge names in this, in this uh, industry, and I, I'm, I'm, I kind of came out of left field. Um, <laughs> Uh, and it all started with, hey, can you make a monkey's fist? You know, I, I realize how fortunate I am to be in the position I'm at. I mean, this isn't, you know, it's not my day job. I work for years and I run paint systems and stuff. But in my free time working with, you know, doing this stuff, it's fun. I mean, some of it's, yeah, it's work. Absolutely. God, you know, that's cool. that's what this, this show is all about. You know, so, this, this ain't you know, my day job, but right, uh, right, it's something right. I thoroughly enjoy. And the opportunities that it uh, presents me are, you know, like I said, yeah. I'm very appreciative and grateful that, uh, that we're yeah. able to do this. Now, speaking of projects, you've got another project coming up that you can talk a little bit about. A little bit about, That's yeah. That's really ah, cool. Thank you. As um, you wear your Mookie hat. Yeah, yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's another cool guy I've met, you know, yeah. ben, Tom, ben Mookie Thomas. Yeah. Um, he's the Solid reason I dude. got that Spikes rifle. I, mean, I couldn't have fit, gotten that figured out without him. Yeah, he's um, awesome. Yeah. I am working with a shop, and we're going to be bringing 50 fixed blade knives to market. They're going to be two different blade styles. There are going to be some options as far as grip scales and liners. Um, are they going to be, did you say they're fixed? Fixed, they're blade? Going to be fixed blade knives. Okay. Uh, two different styles. Okay. There are two different blade styles. They'll have the same handle configuration. Mm-hmm. So just to make things, you know, keep things. Um, now are these going to be like something completely different like we've never seen before or? No, they're not going to be crazy. They're going to be high quality user knives, though. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't make anything that you're not going to use. Right. And anything that comes out of my shop you know, that I've made or has my name attached to it, 
you're going to be able to use this daily and beat the crap out of it. So that's what these knives are going to be. Um, still some details to get worked out. Okay. But we but, are going to bring some things that you're not used to seeing as far as handle materials maybe and maybe an overall feel of the knife. Mm-hmm. But it's something to keep your eye out, you know, okay. keep your eye out for. Um, so when when can we expect these custom knives from is it gonna be is it under Southpaw banner? It's gonna be under the Southpaw banner. And okay. you know, um I as much as I like uh, tying paracord, I am slowly trying to move away from doing, you know, the monkey's fists and some of the other stuff. Maybe stick to the the knife lanyards a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But I'm, you know, I've got you know uh, brass bottle openers and beads and whatever. But um, God, the the paracord takes up you know to do to do a quality job on something. You you got to put in time with it, and right. it, it you know it eats up a ton of time. So I'm moving into some other things, and it's it's cool. It's fun. It's um it's exciting. I'm thinking um, probably November. Sometime around November. Okay, December. Yep. Well, you need to get back on uh, before the release, and uh, we'll do a we'll do a special announcement here on Talking Lead. Man, let's do that. Absolutely. Heck Absolutely. Yeah. But you're doing it. It's a limiter. There's only fifty, so you'll probably already have those sold before you even get them. Get them yes. out. They'll probably yep. be spoken for already. I'm not taking pre-orders on it. Not at the moment. Yeah, you um, are. You're taking mine. <laughs> well, that's, different. <laughs> that's different. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, when the time gets a little closer, I'll let everybody know and I will, you know, I'll do pre orders. But, yeah. um, and then depending on how successful you are with this, there may be another run, right? Oh, no, there will definitely be another run. Gotcha. I, I've always loved knives. It's something I can get into. It's, uh, you know, all my stuff is, is geared towards. You know, the, the regular, you know, the regular dude putting in 40 hours a week, 60 hours a week at his day job that, that wants to have cool quality gear, but you know, he doesn't want to rob the kids, uh, college fund. You know, yeah. I, I, I could charge probably, I, I know I could charge a lot more for the stuff that I make, but I don't, I don't have to because right. I get the stuff that I, I'm using directly from the dude that's making it. I get it a little bit cheaper. I can put it out there a little bit cheaper. So I'm but trying to do that. quality stuff. Right. So awesome. I, I get to put more stuff out there for more dudes to have cool stuff. And I, I think it's important for every guy that's got, you know, he's got his pocket knife or he's got whatever he's, you know, got EDC, mm-hmm. um, that it's, it, it, it's something that he's proud of. You know, you can put a couple extra bucks into a knife lanyard or, you know, you can, you can spend 400, three, $400 on AB. Not sure. everybody can do that. Yeah. No, I, I would I, never I, do that. I'm not going to spend that much on a bead. <laughs> no, no, I, I probably wouldn't either, but you know. Um, now you could get with this $3 million meth dealer and you could make <laughs> meth beads and you could probably sell them, for, you know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, why not? Yeah, well, because it's illegal it's for illegal. one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking around November. It's That's what we're cool. aiming for. We'll not, keep yeah. the uh, lead heads posted on that, definitely. Yes, we'll do. All right. Matt, we greatly appreciate you being on the show, buddy. Yeah, man. I've I've had a great time. We'll I have to uh out down south and hang out with you guys some more. Yeah, absolutely, man. You're welcome anytime. And uh we'll get uh we'll we'll be continuing our knife episodes. Um uh, like I said, I made a lot of good contacts there at Blade and uh, some of the bigger name knife companies we're gonna be having them on. Uh made good connections with the guys over at Boker. Is that how you say it? Boker knives? Boker, yeah. Yeah, Boker and, uh, of course, the uh, the zombie tool guys. Medford, he seemed very interested in being on. and There were a couple others, so I've got to go through, uh, rekindle those uh, connections and uh, 
we'll be getting there, some of those guys on. Was there anything there that you saw that was like, oh, this is a new thing to me? And you know, well, I, I it was got, all kind of new because knives are. You well, know, I yeah. don't, I don't know that much about about knives, so I was just, I was just kind of just taking it all in while I was there, uh, just walking around, introducing myself to people. Um, didn't, you know, I don't know the metals, and I don't know the, oh, you know, what. As much as I, I, I like knives, and, you, know, you know, this one's good for sharpening. Yeah. This one's good for cutting. I don't know that stuff yet, but that's what no, we're going to learn. You know, that's the I, purpose I don't of doing it. Man, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not a knife. Yeah. I guess a knife geek as far as knowing, you know, the metallurgy and stuff. Um, it's kind of like like you uh, you stated off air, you know, and Ben Mookie stated this before. Is like, you know, I'm I'm a gun guy. I like guns. You put a gun in my hand, I know how to use it, know how to operate it. But you get into why this does what it does and this metal is used yeah. over this What's metal. And, yeah, I don't, the, I don't blah, blah, know that blah. stuff. You put a knife in my hand, I know how to get somebody with it. You know, yeah. I, I can clean <laughs> a you fish. Go. You know, I can clean there a fish. Go. I can sharpen a, <laughs> uh, yeah. a, a stick, you know, with it, you know, make you know, stuff like that. But you yeah, know. you can, you know, practical use, practical yeah. application with exactly. it. I'm, I'm exactly. Um, but that I, I want to learn more about, I want to know, I want to learn about the metals and I want to learn about the different blade shapes and styles and you know, all that. So, yeah. I was really impressed with uh, the Southern Grind knives. I don't know if you got a chance to check them out, but I don't think so. I don't think I saw oh, Southern Grind. I'm I'm getting a couple of them. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, we've got a buddy. Well, I mean, you're around knives a lot more than I am. Obviously, I mean, you yeah. handle them day in and day out. Especially people yeah. people trust you with their high end knives, and they send them to you, and so you get hands yeah, on with them. I'm sure you that, own. That's kind of a cool thing, man. I mean, I've got a guy that's sending me two one thousand dollar Casey Bradshaw. Bradshaw knives. Nice. I mean, I, I finally met this gentleman at uh, it's well, Marcus. Uh-huh. Um, I met him in Camden. Marcus Allen, great dude. But I think he was going to send them to me before he even knew me. Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> I've had guys send me two thousand dollar knives. Hey, uh, do something with this and send it back. I just trust you. Like, yeah. Wow. Okay. Cool. Thanks. Well, it's, it's, uh, it's like one of those things that we were talking about on the 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 show last week, and I guess it was. I don't know if we recorded it or not, but. Um, if certain people are involved with other people and, you know, their word, you know, this is a good guy, you know, in this industry, that's what Absolutely. it is. Reputation's everything. Absolutely. If you've got the reputation of being a douchebag or a con or it's going to come out quick and, and you're not going to be, program. you're not going to be around much longer. Uh, I just saw a video the other day with Doc Larson on, uh, you, did you see that video? Some I, knife guy, I don't know who it was, but some yeah, guy sent him a knife. Name. Yeah, I'm not going to, but some guy yeah. sent him a knife that he had uh, custom ordered for a veteran friend of his that he was going to give. And not just any veteran friend. Right, not just any veteran friend. Yeah. Right. I mean, this yeah. was a special thing, and it, it was an expensive knife. Dude charged him quite a bit. And, uh, you know, Doc sacrificed a lot to be able to get this for this guy made. And basically, the guy sent him a piece of crap that was falling apart right out of the box. Yeah. And it wouldn't cut a freaking uh, piece of butter. No, you know it was it was that dull. So uh, you don't you're not going to last long if you're doing crappy work. And uh, uh, you've obviously established yourself as one of the good guys. So I hope so. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, like I mean, think so. like you uh, said, I mean, you got people sending you thousand dollar knives to do work on them. So uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's there. The quality's there. The you know, the reputation's there. And, yeah. Thank uh, you. You're a solid dude. Thanks, Marty. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, man. Absolutely. But real quick, I want to thank our sponsors, Nordic Components. Check them out at nordiccomp.com. 
They've got the awesome line of ARs that they just released this year. So they're new to the market with their ARs, but they're not new to the AR market. They've been around for decades making uh, components for some of the larger, well-known manufacturers that you guys have used over the years. Uh, so it just made sense that they come out with their own line of ARs, and they are solid. Uh, tight tolerances, uh, very accurate, and uh, lightweight. Uh, Good-looking rifles, AR rifles that are the NC line. So go to nordiccomp.com, check those out. They've got 22s, they've got 223s, they've got 556s. They've got 300 blackouts. You can get them in SBR configurations. Uh, and then they've even got longer barrels in the 556. You can get up to 18 inch. And they're getting ready to release the 308. So I know I've said it, but it's getting even closer. Um, it's, it's within a couple of weeks now that they're going to have those 308s out. And I'll have one in my hands before long. But they've got, uh, you can get up to 20 inch in the 308. So you can do some really precision shooting with those bad boys. Uh, and it's the AR-10 platform for their for their 308s. Um, so check them out, nordiccomp.com. And uh, make sure you check out Frontier Tactical, our uh, friend Nate Love over there, veteran-owned company uh, with the Warlock system. Uh, it's an awesome system. You've heard us talk about it uh, the last couple of shows. Uh, we've done some videos on it on our YouTube channel. Uh, it's the multi-caliber system where they've got the barrel nut system that you change out in your standard AR, put their system in. And then you're able to just pop the top, you know, the hangar barrel section of your AR. And there's like some ungodly amount of different calibers that you can shoot through the AR platform now just by popping the top, changing the barrel. And if it requires a bolt change, uh, then you try, you change your bolt carrier uh, group. But uh, like 80 different calibers and growing that you can switch your AR platform into just by a twist and a pop and pop it on. It's, it's awesome. So uh, go to your local dealer, ask them. If they don't have it, they can get in touch with the guys at Frontier Tactical and start carrying those. Cobalt Kinetics. Check out Cobalt Kinetics at cobaltkinetics.com. Check out their three-gun team, Cobalt Kinetics shooting team. Uh, They have the awesome, you know, we're talking about Star Wars and futuristic and Boba Fett and stuff like that. Their ARs are there. For the person who wants the next level in AR performance and platform, guys got to check out the Cobalt Kinetics. They've got uh, several patented systems uh, that you're not going to find on your standard AR in their AR systems. So check them out. We've got some videos with them. We've got uh, some interviews in our past episodes with Cobalt. We've got Jeremy uh, telling us about the system. And uh, they're due to be on again soon. So we'll be having those guys on too. get us caught up on uh, their line of awesome ARs. Multicam, multicampattern.com. I uh, told you guys I'm going to be getting them on soon. Uh, talked with Ernesto the other day, and he's definitely down. They've got some new things coming, so uh, he's going to have some some news of some new releases uh, coming from Multicam, and awesome. uh, hopefully we'll get a couple couple of their racers on too. Uh, they do a lot of the uh, like cross country racing, off road racing uh, type sponsorship stuff. So uh, we'll get them on. We had a couple of their guys on before. Uh, uh, we had Jeff on. He's done the, the Ironman motocross, the Baja 1000. Um, so I don't know if he's done that yet or not this year, but I don't know he's going to be doing it again. So we'll get an update on that too. X-Steel Targets. Make sure you check out X-Steel Targets for all your AR500 steel needs. There's no reason to shoot paper anymore. Uh, the affordability of these targets is unreal. I mean, anybody else you can be paying double for the same quality or less that these guys have, which is high-quality AR-500 steel targets. 
And they've got just about any kind of target that you can think of. They've got the little smaller, like six inch, uh, three inch, four inch, uh, up to as big as you want. They can custom make your targets and they can cut them into shapes of animals and, you know, whatever you want. So check out xsteeltargets.com. X Steel Targets. I got to write that one down. I need to check that Oh, yeah. Definitely. I mean, their their targets are awesome. They've got the Texas trees and they've got the dueling trees. They got all the yeah. the cool stuff. That'd be cool to have a couple of those and uh, well to have around. You know, after the CPL class is over with. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then use some of that uh, frangible ammo from a uh, team never quit. Yeah, there you go. Um, they were uh, they were telling us about it in the last episode. Uh, team. Never quit has this frangible ammo, and the benefits of shooting the frangible ammo on the steel targets is you're not getting the, uh, you know, the ricochet. I mean, you still get the the blowback, but it's it's like fine powdered dust when it comes back. Instead All I want to hear is that ping, man. Yeah, it, it's you it's still like, get the ping, you still get the instant recognition uh, with the frangible ammo. Uh, a heavenly sound. Check them out at Team mm-hmm. Never Quit, um, and uh, VFOB. You can go to VFOB also and check out that ammo. And uh, the talking lead big giveaway that we had, uh, of course, it's over now. Later this month, we're going to be announcing the winners, uh, probably toward the end of the month. And I uh, want to thank all the sponsors for that. Dipstick, Coatings, Nordic Components, Cobalt, Palmetto State, Armory, Atlas Defense, uh, Glock. Uh, look to be doing a lot more with Glock also. Uh, they're one of our unofficial sponsors. Uh, Colt. Cantu Bruner, uh, put yeah. up one of his uh, awesome brass pins. CAA, uh, check them out, caagearup.com. Apex Tactical, Devil Dog Concepts, Tactical Walls, Keltech, and 1776 United. 1776united.com. Of course, you know that's where you guys can go and get your awesome talking lead t shirts. Uh, they're the most comfortable t shirts you will ever put against your wherever you choose to put it. <laughs> <laughs> it's Ooh. that soft baby nice <laughs> yeah but uh matt again thank you so much for being on check matt out at uh, on facebook and on instagram under south paul knots absolutely man thanks and for having me they can great. just pm you with any ideas that they have or requests yeah, that they yeah, have we'll work something out and uh, make sure you let him know that uh, you're a lead head he may uh may give you a little special something something yeah maybe we can do that we can do something like that and as always, leadheads, keep your loved ones close. And your firearms closer. And your Southpaw knots tighter. Bam. Because <laughs> I got high, because I got high, and then I got high. <laughs> <laughs>